0: welcome to your weekly social jack influence factory introducing your coaches dean delisle kate hassett and jackson delisle hey hey hey, everybody welcome to another influence factory good to have everybody on with us today hey kate how you doing
1: hey good happy wednesday how are you
0: good back from new mexico
1: Yes, I am. How was <laughs> last week? I haven't even gone and watched the episode yet. I'm so bad. It was, was awesome.
0: Actually, uh, Carolyn's coming in the office today. You didn't even know that.
1: Oh, surprise. Oh, I didn't. Surprise. Like
0: That's where we have a guest on the air, and then they actually walk into the office a week later. So Perfect. Carolyn. Jackson, how are you doing?
2: I'm good. I'm good. I'm real good. You got
0: like your both your personalities. You got you in the background with a bow tie on. Yeah, and, <laughs> and then you got your sweatshirt hoodie on, like a Mark Zuckerberg look. So,
2: yeah, right. yeah, it's just different times. So that's how it rolls. Your background
1: just changes week to week. Like it's always something different.
2: Right. Yeah. Actually, it changes every thirty seconds.
1: Oh, well. (laughs) Oh, there you go. I see it. (laughs) All right. You guys both get the eye roll at this. I'm I'm done. Let's move on.
0: Okay. (laughs) Influence Factor, everybody. Welcome. We have a very unique episode today because our guest is caught behind a bad accident. So we're actually going to cover 2019 trends that you must use for your business uh, to become an influencer and on social media. So it's actually... uh, very timely that we happen to have this article hot off the presses and then uh, i know a lot of you follow us on social media and what do they do to follow us on social media kate what's all that about
1: so, uh, Twitter, our handle is at get social Jack, And then of course you can follow the hashtag InfluenceFactory. Um, you can tweet to any of our previous guests that way recommend any future guests. We'd be really interested in knowing who we should have on in 2019 as we're talking about the new year. And then also on Facebook and Instagram and, um, LinkedIn we're at SocialJack. So follow us there.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Welcome everybody again from us here in Chicago. And hopefully wherever you're at in the world, you are keeping warm. So uh anyway, <laughs> even if you're in the Midwest. Right. So don't forget to turn off your cell phones, take some notes, and uh you'll enjoy uh some good learning as always. And because we're on the GoToWebinar interface, you can use the mobile app, you can switch to uh uh phone call if you want and take us on the road. I know a lot of you do lunchtime listening with us, so appreciate that. Just remember, uh, don't watch the screen and uh, drive at the same time. That's our public service announcement. And, of course, we always allow people to engage and win. So real quick, if you could type in, if you could have any car in the world? What type of car would you get? You wouldn't have to make payments. You wouldn't have to pay the insurance. Money's no object. What kind of car would you get, Kate?
1: Um, I'm very partial to the Lincoln Navigator.
0: Oh, I used to be a Lincoln Navigator owner for quite a few models. Really? Folks, type that into the questions area. What kind of car would you choose if you could choose to have any car in the world? Jackson's thinking hard. See, nobody knows when I ask these questions what they're going to be. So that's why they look a little bit puzzled. Um, <laughs> Rex says a Lamborghini.
1: <laughs> Jackson, what about you?
2: I think I would do an Audi R8. So, Ooh, Those
1: are nice cars. What
0: about you, Dean? What's your dream um, car? Well, I posted it yesterday. I love that new Mercedes. I don't know if I can even bring it up here, but man, this thing is choice. And Barry, Barry Goodman's on the line. I'd love to hear, Barry, come on. What kind of car would you have if right. you could have any car in the world? We have Riddy on, who's our guest next week, and Sheila's on. So chime in, folks. What kind of car? There you go. How about that thing? look at this Mercedes. It's like, oh, my gosh. Come oh, yeah, paper. that is nice. Yeah.
1: Very nice.
0: USA Today wants to show me a bunch of ads first, though, so I'm going to turn them off. Oh. But anyway, yes. So uh, anyway, there's uh, so, you know, it's always funny when you ask this question, because what I noted on my post yesterday is it really depends what where you're at what chapter you're at in your life Mm -hmm. i actually also would love to have an extra spare car and jackson knows this i just love to have a jeep where i could take the doors off and the top down and just have the jeep so technically
2: you could do do that on your jeep it just the the top won't go back on (laughs) so it's more of like you have to choose that permanently but it's it can be done
0: And a little duct tape, right? So there you you have it. Anything's possible, right? (laughs) Right. All right. Social Jack members, don't forget to log in. There's always stuff going up every week, sometimes every day, Uh, all kinds of forms and worksheets. And we actually have some 2019 worksheets and planning worksheets going up there. So maybe uh, do that. And then, um, uh, (laughs) Barry says a Yugo. Oh my God. (laughs) Is that still a car? Uh, and then, uh, almost any convertible. So there you go. There you have it. Um, just not during this time of year, right, Barry? Uh, Definitely. so we have uh discount codes, uh, for everybody and our LinkedIn uh, social selling fast track courses here. We do have yeah. a full course. So hopefully you got in there and got your registration. Many of you had complimentary or d- heavily discounted at salesjack.net. But, uh, if you want to go look out there, you can get on the waiting list and, um, hopefully uh, jump in on the next one. So with that being said, um, (laughs) Barry said he would put the heat on in his convertible and still have that top down. So (laughs) I commend him for that. So, all right. So we're going to do a little different format here today, folks. So those of you, you are on are very lucky. Uh, We have a news article that Jackson found that is very timely. Eight social media tactics to help your business dominate in 20. 19. So this is your chance to get prepared, ask us questions, and really get up to speed on what's happening. And we're gonna cover all kinds of things from social listening to efermal content. Yes. So which Kate is a specialist in, we determine. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. So eight social media uh, tactics for 2019. So um, those of you that are on with us today, how many of you do some level of social listening? I'm sort of curious about that. And so, Kate, you know, one of the things we talk about all the time is we run. I can't even fathom how many accounts we run. But I think you combined with uh, what we have on Joe's side and your side, I think we're around – uh, you know, six thousand posts a month of some sort of content on multiple channels, and so mm-hmm. there that's the outbound side of the business but why why is listening important
1: so um really, really, what we're seeing right now as a trend is that people are using social media to do so much of their customer service and this is something that I really saw at the theme park when I was at Wild Adventures you know it was a smaller theme park that was a sister company of some bigger theme parks like Silver Dollar City and Wild Adventures and so we would always look at the bigger theme parks as um you know a predecessor of like what what we should be doing and one thing that we saw is that the bigger places like Disney like even Silver Dollar, Dollar City they weren't doing as much listening as they should have been and so we Made it one of our personal um, goals to always respond to every single comment on social media. And people just love that little extra effort that you give. You know, you're not just looking for the negative reviews and trying to make it right. Of course, we did a lot of that too. When people would complain about rides being down or bad experiences, they take it to social. And so that's where we would make a really good effort to put them in contact with somebody who could help fix their experience, make them happy try to make them return customers, but people just uh, love those little personal touches of the thank yous. Thank you for visiting. Thank you for sharing your thoughts. Thank you for checking in with us. Just little things like that. Um, They go a long way. It's part of that humanizing the brand, letting you know that there's somebody behind the Facebook post. Um, And I think that that's really just the most important thing about listening is that people know you're listening, you know?
0: Well, I want you to know I was listening.
1: Thank so, you. um, <laughs> so one of
0: the things we talk about with, uh, in our personal branding and social selling is we tell you, uh, Google, you know, Google your name at least, you know, once a month or more frequently, you know, set that, uh, sort of reminder in your calendar on the first to just be aware of what's out there. And, uh, one thing we tell our clients and we'll do this with our clients too, is if you can't afford listening tools, um, It doesn't do as much social listening, but it does more just brand awareness, because one of the things on here is really find out what's being said about your brand. And for a lot of you, your name is your brand. Mm -hmm. So um, Google Alerts is free. You just go to Google Alerts. You just Google it and uh, you can fill out different phrases like your name, your brand name, and it'll tell you um, when things are being said about your brand your name uh maybe certain th- hashtags you can do that too um and so that's just an easy cheap free way to actually listen uh hi tracy good to see you on so um so in doing that i think it's important for people to listen overall to the internet and then, and then go to that next level of listening. And sometimes it's just as easy as having your notifications turned on. Because, Kate, you know, we've looked. Uh, I know we use a social report. We used to use a Pictions, and then unfortunately it went out of business. Right. Um, I use, uh, I use uh, a couple of different platforms on Twitter. Uh, but you can use your actual social media platforms as a listening tool. So any thoughts yeah. on that, Kate?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think what I think what people kind of tend to confuse with brands and personal brand is that they don't have to do as much listening and they don't have to buy a tool. But if you are somebody that uses LinkedIn or Facebook or Twitter to sell, to post thought leadership content, if you are a business influencer, which everyone listening is, you should be listening to your social media. That includes responding to messages. And I know it's funny, I think of you because the most annoying one to you is like the happy Anniversary on LinkedIn, happy birthday, you know. But, but people are taking the time to engage with you. And even though we know it's uh a, it's an automated, you know, tell this person happy birthday, you know, they still thought of you to send the message. So even responding to those messages, if it's somebody that you would like to talk to or set up a call with, you know, that's a perfect time to respond and say, thank you. Hey, if you want to talk about doing this going forward, you know, those are notifications that you should be listening to and using the right way. So um, yeah, I love it. Turn on your notifications if you haven't, because as a personal brand, you need to be listening as well
0: yeah and it's um it's just interesting, you know, so here's a here's a true story with a client, and Kate, I don't even if if I told you this, I can't mention any names, but I can tell you afterwards. so as soon as I had one of our clients turn on,
1: yes, I am how-
0: <laughs> with their name, and I think Barry Jimmy, some of the other folks on do some training, how many people on with us today do some sort of training or coaching um so as we look at this, um, I was having the client just listen for their own name, and lo and behold, they didn't realize that they were being their content was being sold in someone else's package from uh, a talk that they did ten years prior wow. in uh, in a in a conference. They took it, they recorded it, they put it in a book. And they sold the audio <laughs> recording and they've been selling it. So now there's a lawsuit where they could get a hundred thousand dollars just for listening to their name on the Internet. Um, so. Um, so, Barry, you guys do transition uh, coaching. So, you you know, we listen on behalf of of SVA and, and yourself, but you should also listen to what's going on because you might check something out like that. But that wouldn't be yeah. bad. You know, it's like um, so. I'm gonna uh I'm I'm gonna start looking for my stuff out there because you know we have this talk every week. It's like Who's renaming their stuff off of some of my old names? So I kept yeah. that all the time, but it, it's trying to find that evidence. But thanks to my IP attorney who's right next door to me, he's uh, he's tracking down some of that stuff. So uh, so you want to protect yourself. It's not just, uh, you know, there's a negative and positive side. Plus, you can also see you might be featured in the news or somebody actually, uh, Carolyn's, you know, now all of a sudden you have an opportunity. So there's a couple mm-hmm. different sides to this, but. Um, yeah. And then Jackson, you do a ton of video and I know YouTube has some uh, listening tools built in and, and yeah. things like that. So, And
1: it's then you nice. have another opportunity to share with them, like, why did you share this and not tag me in it? Because that's like a social media no and we still see people doing it all the time.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: so then we have augmented reality. So uh, this one is super cool. Go for Uh, it, man.
2: (laughs) So augmented reality is, you might have heard of, uh, you know, the AR uh, or the VR, the virtual reality goggles. Well, augmented reality is just adding something to reality uh, that normally wouldn't be there. You know, you've seen, uh, you've probably seen some, I believe it was uh, Pepsi. I want to say Pepsi did a uh, commercial Uh, like a commercial sort of thing where there was a bus stop and it looked like there was a, you know, an explosion coming. And it was just one of the panels what looked identical to the street and showed a meteor or something coming and exploding up the bus stop. But it was just a screen on the screen on the side of the bus. It was very cool the way they did it. But now Facebook is looking to move into augmented reality. So you've seen, you know, advertisements, big, large companies doing it. And then also they have the um, business cards that you can uh, create. Uh, You have to download software. And it kind of at this point is just another thing to download And so it's it's at a weird point where is it going to be very useful or is it going to be just another thing to have on your phone? But it's a very cool way to let's say you have your business card, you're showing it on and then you uh, you can just look at it through your camera lens. And now you can click on the links. You can click on profile pictures, connect right from there on all social platforms. Very cool stuff. Uh, but it does take a lot of programming, so there is that.
0: Yeah, I was thinking. Um, I was thinking how we have our logos on here. So the way I understood it is like what you said. I could take somebody's business card, and literally hold it in front of my camera, almost like a QR code. But it's it, there's a level of intelligence in here, that is all of a sudden putting a new dimension to the things that are that your phone is looking at, right?
2: And and then they yeah they can pop out and you know, different things. So basically what it does is it allows you to have a business card that is, you know, uh a like little information on the card with and also saving space. But then once you open up your phone and do that, uh the only problem with that is you have to have the specific app that but and that's all something that I assume will be uh smoothed
0: out over the next couple of years. Uh, Snapchat's going to have it in no time, I can tell. They're going to go Snapchat, after Yeah, so yeah. The, the, them and Facebook are always battling. So, Kate, we deal with uh, a lot of realtors and, and folks at that level that have visual extensions of what they do or 3D extensions. And we all know that virtual tours and those things have been around, but wouldn't that be cool just to have like a, a business card of like here at 180 Homes and boom, you press it. Next thing you know, you're walking through a house. <laughs>
2: right well and but but that that would be a like virtual reality so virtual reality is going on the two like uh you'll see the rides at some you know amusement parks and things like that they have the vr goggles or you can buy them at home and then that is just it blocks out all sensors uh, Mm -hmm. uh all senses except for what you're seeing and what you're hearing you have the headphones you have this and it's just that, that's your virtual reality. Augmented reality is taking what already exists And then adding something to it through your camera lens, through things like that. And that's why it's very cool the way that Facebook is testing the AR advertisements uh, for their news feeds. So this is going to be super cool. Something, uh, you know, you you might want to play around with and get used to because this is showing that it's probably going to be playing a a bigger role in social media in the next uh, year, if not the next couple
0: of years. So what about um, what about like training and coaching? Barry said they do transition coaching. Uh, They do a a level of training Uh, uh, soon to have a a massive academy up on the Internet. And as we look at this, I think of um, how does this apply to education or do you guys see it playing into a level of education of uh, because, you know, we're all about experiential learning, which means in our classes we have you do something right away. And we Mm -hmm. do, you know, accelerated learning and micro learning. I'm wondering how AR could play into those of us that are in the education space.
1: Well, one thing we know is that once Facebook gets their hands on it, they're going to try to sell it to all businesses. You know, they make advertising really easy. So once they put this into their marketing plans, they're going to try to sell it to everybody. So I'm sure that they're going to be one of the first ones to kind of manipulate it and um, customize it like for smaller businesses or coaching businesses or whatever. But um, I can see this playing a huge role in education because it's going to be able to bring things right to your phone, right to your desktop. It's there. And then like, like, like Jackson said, it's your reality and it's just how it's going to change a little bit. So I could really see this being the new way for education in general, for college classes, for, um, for everything like that.
2: Yeah. And that's exactly what I was thinking. Like, think about a textbook. You know what I mean? You could provide more information than what the textbook is allowing space for. So they, they published this book and it's got, you know, all the information and so they say, you know, for more information, you can have stuff that says for more information, click here. You know, and about the author section, if you really want to get into it, about the publishing company, things like that. Mm-hmm.
0: And put on it, your it, goggles, go meet the author. Only, <laughs> the only
2: problem with that is you'd have to actually buy the book, which is my least favorite thing about any education. So. <laughs>
0: It's, it's all on the
1: internet. <laughs> no, That's what okay.
0: so oh, anyway, so I'm saying. So anyway, so I'm sort of curious in the audience, how do you see this applying to your business? So it's, it's always good for us to have these discussions and to share how we're seeing it. But we're also curious, how do you see it applying to your business? And remember, we're talking about the future 2019. So this is our time traveling episode uh, for those of you that are curious what kind of episode this is. Um, so, Kate, this is like, OK, so we're going to spend a little extra time on here. Micro influencers. Remember, those of you that are new, uh, you're all influencers. I'm not even going to ask the question. We know we've already blessed you all as influencers because you are. Um, so might my- something different. Right. Yeah. For people with 10,000 followers or less. By definition. Um, but in our world, business micro-influencers, those of you that have been to our Social Jack site, note that our academy and our membership and our programs are all about making you the very best influencer. And that's our commitment on the Influence Factory is that you come in here and it's a playground, a sandbox for you to learn things, try things to increase your level of influence. Well, Kate is our influencer manager, and that means uh, we take influencers in all the time. So I'm just going to walk you through the steps so that you can see where you're at in your journey or maybe what for 2019 that you need to evaluate as part of becoming an influencer. One of the main things is is to set your goals and objectives. So this is one of the first things when we do an intake Um and yes, Kate, some people fill out the forms and sometimes they don't. We have a lot of rule breakers uh, as influencers that come to our doorstep. <laughs>
1: don't <laughs> get me
0: ch- started. <laughs> I know, they try to shortcut the system. But we love them all, right, equally mm-hmm. as much. Um, but the idea is, is that you have to understand, and that's why this is a good time to talk about this, because do you have a clear vision? Of what you want to become in 2019 and we don't just ask you for like one year we ask you five years and then sometimes we go into 10 years if you we know so I'm just curious of everybody that's on with us today do you have a clear vision for who you want to become in 2019 just give us a simple yes or no or if you want you can type that in um, so Kate, what do you think? You know, we hear a lot about this. And I think one of the one of the cool things about what we do is we ask a lot of personal questions along with business questions. And I think people sometimes put these in different buckets. They say, Well, these are my business goals and these are my personal goals, but they don't look at it as a whole thing. Right. Do you agree with that?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, so so I think one of the biggest things I want to encourage everybody to do, and, and these worksheets are literally in Social Jack. Hopefully you've logged in and gotten the worksheets as you're working through this. But think about, um, think about what 2019 looks like. So I only had one person say that they know what 2019 looks like for them. So we want to encourage you to know that you have this pretty much Mapped out about who you want to become and and how that ties into your business or where you work and things like that. Um, so goals and objectives um, are probably the first thing that we want to make sure you do. Uh, then what yeah. we do is we look at at like who you are, like where are you at in the process. We do a current state analysis, which means, okay, so you want to get here, but where are you at today? So of course, it's the holidays and I'm stepping on the scale, you know, so I'm like thinking about how does this relate to like, you know, you know, once a week checking in with your trainer, you know, going to the gym and that sort of thing. Um, And I think about the fact that in our coaching, we check in where you're at today and where you want to go, but we do regular check-ins with you. And I think this is important for you to do for yourself, too, is to have some level of commitment of your influence. You know, how are you growing? How are you building? And then, Kate, now we get into the wheelhouse of where you come in in terms of creating that persona. So do you have any tips or thoughts for those that haven't been through the program or maybe taken one of our workshops? What are probably some of the most important things about creating who you are once you know where you want to go?
1: Um, I think what it always comes down to is mapping out the significant um, events in your life. I think a lot of people just think of their story, like you said, as being separate, like their personal and business professional stories being separate. And they're saying, I went to this college, I graduated this degree, I started working here. But what about those personal moments in your life that really shape you? You know, not just just the, the good things, the graduating college, the meaning of the goals, but the bad things, the things you had to overcome, Um, you know, and and we work with influencers a lot who just have tremendous parts of their story that they've never told. And maybe they've just said, Oh, I didn't think this was important, or I've never wanted to tell this, like, um, one of our clients right now, you know, he wasn't he wasn't born in America, he, you know, immigrated as a young child. And so just how he's kind of always analyzed, like, American culture versus other culture and how that helps him do his job is just amazing. And it's something that he kind of overlooked and has never really used um, as part of his personal story. So just things like that. I think a great thing to do is kind of map out where you are and look at where you want to go and kind of some key things that have helped you get there. And that's something that a lot of people overlook. Um, And you could be missing a huge chunk of your story, a huge chunk of your personal brand and not even know it.
0: Well, and I think an important thing is to also get vulnerable. You know, those of yes. you, um, you know, when I when I tell my story of, uh, you know, just being on the the streets and the and the things that I've survived, um, it took me a long time to come to grips with telling people about that. Mm-hmm. And it still is tough, you know, because it brings up, you know, parts that um, I don't want to return to. But it did inspire me and help you know, the failures that I've had or the the falls that I've taken have helped be turning points to actually get us to where we're all at today with social jack and forward progress. So then I like, you know, when I'm talking with my coach, it's like, Hey this is the part that people need to hear. You know this is the part that you need to tell so that people know that it's it's okay to fail, it's okay to be real. And I think people leave that out in their stories because they want to have this persona that that they're all put together and all that, but yet I think there's a deeper connection, and I think the audience that's live with us and, and listening to recordings uh, will agree is like the minute they figure out that it wasn't all a bed of roses, you know, it was real, is mm-hmm. more of a connecting point than thinking like you're this, you know, pedestal-based expert out there. Right. Um, and, and that's what I love about our interview process. And you know, Kate and I, from time to time, we just did this again. We'll rework and say, what if we ask this question, or what if we ask it differently? And we're finally, we're 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 always evolving in that part of asking because it draws out the best of who each person is. And think about that. And then also, I think you said a key thing. It's like you mentioned graduating or whatever the degree is, but it's like there's so many other what we call turning points or pivotal points in your story that are important to people. They want to resonate with the fact that you started off here and went there. So, Kate, what was your what was your first job?
1: Oh, my gosh. I You know, I've been working since I was like born. Um, I know, same here. I was, uh, I like babysat or a swim coach, I guess, was my first thing. I was like a swim coach.
0: Yeah. Jackson, what was your first job? Um,
2: I was uh, working for Forward Progress. <laughs> <But> I, uh,
0: <laughs> At trade shows, collecting business cards.
2: <laughs> yeah. As a junior entrepreneurial uh, right. position, it was, yeah, it's on my LinkedIn.
0: So So, uh, everybody that's on with us today, I love to hear what was your first job, because what's interesting is the view you had of the world and what you wanted to do at your first job was so different. Joe said uh, cutting the grass. I've been there. I did that. Uh, Brett, busboy, that was that was one of my first jobs where I thought that's what I was going to do because I started off delivering newspapers. If you ever did that, that's a humbling job, waking up at four in the morning. And mm-hmm. back then, you had to wrap all the papers and stuff them and fold them. And then you had to have right friends that you must there was a sheet of paper, making sure you got them to the houses that were paying the newspaper service. Um Sounds but uh, but Barry, what was your first job? Jimmy, I'm sort of curious about some of the other folks on with us. Tracy. Uh, so uh, let's see. Uh, Jimmy said got paid $20 to play drums. At New York, at New York Bagel and Bailey at 13. That's awesome, too. (laughs) At At the age of 12, he got paid 20 bucks to play the drums. Shoot, I had to wait till I was 16 to get paid to play the drums. That sort of tells you how I was. Oh, Barry said selling fresh eggs door to door. Wow. Look, you sort of do that now. You sell, you know, businesses and you hatch them into their next level of exit planning. We ought to use that, Barry. I like that as part (laughs) of your story. (laughs) In in the early days of egg sales, door to door. Uh, So, uh, but yeah. So I thought I was going into hospitality, which is actually talked about on my LinkedIn profile. But that's really when I started learning about business, social networking, and the value of a business. And I thought I was going to open a restaurant, and lo and behold. I meet the the CEO of Merrill Lynch in our restaurant and I started helping him cater parties. And next thing you know, uh, six months later, I'm going to school. I'm a sophomore in college. I'm 19. And, uh, I said, Mr. Bradley, what would it take for me to work in the board of trade with all you guys, at, you know, on all those computers? Cause you know, all I knew was punch cards from college. And he said, I could start in two weeks and it changed my life. I went from thinking I was going to open a restaurant to being in the technology world. And and I think all of us have had those moments where we started down this direction and then went the other direction. So, I so say, Kate, I've had
1: you know, a few, I think I changed my college major a few times. So I had a couple of those moments.
0: <laughs> that seemed, how many else, how many other people changed their college major? I always think, or or maybe you're doing something completely different than what you went to school for. What What was your first major, your first pick?
1: My first one, it's so funny, my first
0: Media, so it's actually
1: uh, Because I was going to be a sports broadcaster That's what I wanted to do, and then I walked Into my first media class And it was a a lecture class A very large class, and the teacher Who ended up being one of my peers Later on, on the radio station um, He was a sports broadcaster In Valdosta, he told me If you're just here to work on ESPN You might as well change your major Because they only accept four people um, And you're never going to get a job and then I switched and I tried a couple other different things and I ended up right back in media and I was I co-hosted a sports show with him which is just so funny now because he didn't that even is. like remember me but it was cool
0: yeah and I always think about so there's a couple things here that I want people to take away as part of your story your story is instrumental it's important it's who you are it's who people want to get to know it's the moment that when they know more about you it changes the relationship and the connection that they have. So make sure you don't hold back in 2019. Tell the whole school hot off the presses and hold back. Mm-hmm. And again, those worksheets. If you log in social jack, are all there? They can interview. I, I we suggest if you don't do it with us, do it with a peer, somebody that you that you like. <clears throat> Maybe a glass of wine, but not a bottle of wine. You know, make sure you're in the right yeah. frame of mind. <laughs> and
1: we hear then, that a lot from our workshops that that's people's yep. favorite part when they when you practice telling your story to someone else and the parts that they get excited about or ask questions about. You know, you're onto something good.
0: Yeah, you you just read the other person and when they light up, you're like, wow, you know, I didn't know that about you. Get that stuff into your profile, get it into your summary, get those parts of your best self out there. Um, and then the next section is build the ideal network. I wouldn't be where I am right at this moment if it, if I wasn't blessed with an amazing network. Jimmy, Barry, a lot of you folks that are on Kate, uh, you know, everybody that's part of my network is really who I've, you know, has helped me to who I've become. So as you look at this, we have some, something called social teaming. If you Google it. There's a ton of references. It has network science, social and emotional intelligence. It has so many cool things that help you build a network. But it isn't just a one and done thing. Kate's team does something. And there's a reference on here, which I was laughing on 2019 after the micro influencers. Uh, Oh, here. Indirect messaging. One of the things they talk about is having a direct conversation with people. There's a whole stri- strategy around having a direct conversation with the people in your network. And I think people get into this mode where we're broadcasting, you know, we, we're t- they're talking about videos up here and user generated content. But I think people forget about having a conversation. We just did a, a, a webinar on this, What Jackson, two weeks ago. It's uh, it's up on one of our pages, but I know it's in, in Social Jack, I think even on the free version. Uh, and, and you don't need to log in or anything, but I encourage you, it tells you what to say to other people. And it just blows me away that we have so many people in our universe uh, that have come and coached and trained with us. And we assume they know how to have a conversation because when we're networking with them, they know how to have a conversation. Like when we were at LinkedIn local, people were having good conversations. And when I started talking to them and I go, what's the first thing you you say to somebody on LinkedIn? Handling-
1: so uh, Twitter.
0: Universe. Of LinkedIn local that like, I don't know, I get really scared sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> like Oh, my gosh, this is an epidemic. You know, we should help more people do this. So we've come up with some scripts and dialogues. But isn't it funny that we know what to say to 20 million people in a post uh, when we get to that point? But then we don't know. The one on
1: handle is at get social,
0: get that way. That's on with us today. But Hey, what do you think about that? Cause you know, you're at a whole different generation than I am and you've grown up with a lot of the technology, but what's your perspective on that?
1: You know, and I, we hear this a lot from our clients and from other people that don't really know, but I think it goes right back to what this picture says is just like share information. And I think that that's, that's something that we overlook so much. It's like, oh, well, if I'm going to, you know, message somebody directly, I need to be like selling to them or setting up an appointment or this, that, and the other, but some of the most successful scouting and drafting we do in the Jack. And then of course you can follow the hashtag, people to events, sharing information We do it on Dean's behalf. We do it on the company's behalf, mine and Jackson's. And um, one thing we really did for LinkedIn local this time around was because Chicago's ramping up this event. We're actually for a big city. We're kind of behind in other cities, LinkedIn local events. So we took the events list from the past event. And we split it up between co-hosts and we messaged people yes. directly and added them. And so, you know, everyone was amazed by my message, but it was Influence Factory. Um, you came to the last LinkedIn local event. I'm one of the new co-hosts. I'd love to tell you about the new event coming up. Let me know if you want to connect and chat more. And I got a hundred percent response. Everyone was like, yes, tell me what's coming up. You know, they didn't feel like I was selling to them, trying to sell them a ticket. They felt like I was generally, genuinely connecting to them and asking them to come to an event. And so I saw tremendous feedback from that.
0: Yeah. And I think it's because we we set the tone and the framework and the energy behind that someone else did it and it's OK for you to do it. And so that's why, you know, we encourage you that if you're stuck or you're not sure what to say on social uh, especially in these direct conversations. I just put the link out to everybody. So hopefully you saw that. I uh, should be in your chat or in the questions area. I'm not sure where some of these things go, but I put it out there. Um, and it's like uh, convert new LinkedIn connections to appointments, five easy messages. What do you say? And then I think in here, we also give you another dozen other things to say.
1: That way, recommend any future guests.
0: But how, what's ever what's resonating with everybody? So So are you in a position and just type this into the questions area where you feel stuck because it helps us to know what to develop for you. Because when we're one-on-one with our clients or we're in a training, we get to know what it is for them. But we'd love to hear from you in terms of things that you get stuck on. Cause like, you know, what's interesting, Kate, so are there any places like you I know you direct message in LinkedIn. Do you do you DM in uh Twitter and Instagram and some of the other places or where do you
1: No, not really. I mean, Facebook is just strictly with like my personal network, like friends, things I want to share with them. Um, But for business, it's mostly um, LinkedIn. I don't do a lot of Twitter either.
0: Yeah. One of the big things we saw, and this was a couple years ago, we were talking about the Gatorade campaign mm-hmm. where they were direct messaging through video in Facebook. And I think this right. is also a missed art. Uh, Joe, we were talking about this in our weekly meeting um, about about having a way to to shoot a video, to start a conversation, to direct message people Have on in 2019 as we're talking about something, but to give them something of value to, to coach them, to train them. So Barry said he does transition coaching might be interesting to hit every small business in, in Chicago about how to think about their business differently based on what it's worth, you know, what's your business worth, you know, maybe having a short, cool little video. Um, So I think there's a lot of cool things that you can do, and hopefully you're resonating with us in terms of 2019 as you're making your marketing plans and going through some things, uh, just, just what it could be for you.
1: Another um, thing too, another way to use video and direct messaging that Jessica Phillips from Now Marketing shared with us on Influence Factory um, a couple months ago was checking in with clients. You know, LinkedIn yeah. brought this video feature and everybody was kind of like, how do I use it? And she specifically uses Facebook even for business, but you can do it on LinkedIn. Check in with a client. Hey, hope your 2018 was really good. I just wanted to check in with you, see how you were doing, see if you wanted to you know, plan for 2019, talk about our next steps, whatever. And that's, I mean, that's really, really a good way to humanize the brand and use LinkedIn video um, for what it's supposed to be used for.
0: Right. So this uh, streaming video thing, what is this?
1: (laughs) (laughs) What is it? (laughs) You're doing it right now. (laughs) <laughs> it's live video. <laughs> it's live in the moment video. So the, you know, the difference between putting up your camera, recording a promotional video to talk about something going on in your life or an event is hitting the Facebook live button or the Instagram live button, or jumping on a go-to webinar and turning your camera on. It's Zoom. that live. Yes. Zoom. It's the live, um, human video of like what's happening right now.
0: And yeah Jackson, and it's as uh, I say Jackson Price is more of this than anybody.
1: Yeah.
2: But uh but yeah no I I find that streaming video like they said uh well in this article they say you know there's a there's also the exciting potential for surprises and unexpected moments to occur which
1: <laughs> and um linked gets in a car accident and can't. Well, she didn't get in she a car didn't, accident but she was no, stuck but by um right yeah
2: so like things like that, there's, it humanizes the brand shows that not, not everyone's perfect. And I think that is a a very cool thing because it, it also allows the user to feel closer to the people on the video or, right. you know, in the recording. And that is, that's the biggest thing. Like you see these influencers that are connected to this brand and they're like, Hey, I just wanted to take a minute and talk to you guys. You know, like that's the feeling that it creates. And I think that's the best. We're at Social Jacks. Engage your attendees or your attendees, your viewers, your all your followers with, uh, with a live video is having, you know, so your influencer, the face of your company, a- anyone uh, within the company who's like a micro influencer. I think that is the ideal way to engage that so yeah, and
0: and I think yeah, too, Jackson is that one thing that i mean we have we have two conference calls today on different you know technology, and you were just showing me just so everybody's aware of what exists, so we're very one to many in this that we're with you, you're on go to meeting, but then the minute this hangs up. Jackson distributes it on Spreaker, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, a whole bunch of places.
1: Do wow. so
0: you like that? Yeah. Was, I actually remember after hearing it for a year, I finally remembered most of them. Uh, YouTube, <laughs> so it automatically, you know, it gets distributed out there what's interesting is we have a a newer technology that we're looking at where when we go to stream it automatically streams into Facebook it streams into YouTube it streams into Instagram and and those are different audiences that we can now reach almost like you know when you have like HBO and it's on dish and it's on Xfinity yeah 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 okay welcome everybody you know I don't know even know if Hulu does live shows you what I know I binge watch on Netflix I don't think any of that's But the idea here is that you have different distribution opportunities with your business and your content, and it doesn't have to be overdone.
1: Absolutely. And if yeah. you and a, a great way to think about it is when Dean talks about if you're just thinking about jumping into live video, if you haven't done a lot of it yet, is when Dean talks about how every social media post is like an event. So a live streaming post is like a live event, the excitement, the build up. you know, when you get off a live event, when you've been speaking, when you've been attending and networking, you know, it's a different kind of excitement. And so that's really what you can portray with live streaming.
0: Yeah. Again, from us here in Chicago and uh, told us that Hulu, he is the king of Internet television. If anybody needs to know what to do at the lowest cost, Joe always knows. And he says Hulu has a live option now. So now I'm up to speed. But we could do we've done whole episodes on streaming video and then Mm -hmm. UGC. So, uh, Kate, thoughts on on user generated content? Some people get confused on this.
1: Yeah. So user-generated content is just one of those things that people say is like the best because it's practically free. Um, and we and we see that a lot. It encourages people to use their content, to talk about the brand, um, to just kind of reinforce wherever you're at in the world. The brand. It's you right. posting LinkedIn articles. It's you posting blog articles. It's you opening up your camera and recording a video. Um, and, that's, and that's one thing that I really like to talk to my clients about about as they're trying to break into video and and how we can use that as user-generated content or break into blogs. It's like, what's your most commonly asked question? What's your big, what's the one thing you wish your clients knew about your business? Right. What's the one thing you wish somebody knew? You know, what's your, what's your rant of the day? Um, you know, cause those are important questions too, the highs and lows of your job. And that's great user-generated content that backs up not only your personal brand, but your company brand that's essentially
0: free. Yeah, it's and and like Kate said and Jackson was talking about, you know, we take this show and and we're even looking at options next year. We're doing some recalibrating and things of chopping the news up into segments. I mean, you guys tell us, would that be useful if we took the news and gave you like small, more frequent nuggets of news on our platform or ways that you could get that quickly? Um, because I love the news that we come up with and it almost is like there's so much going on it's tough to cover and I'm I'm thinking that we separate that from our interviews and things like that because heck I think alone we could have one heck of a news show look at we're covering a whole article here and I mean I know it's a 2019 planning but there's so much going on in digital that it's it's crazy between digital and mobile it's like um you know, you could you could talk about this five hours a day and have an entire channel dedicated to it, which I know some some are. But it's uh it's pretty interesting. But um, but yeah, think about what you can do in terms of user generated content. That's the stuff that takes off on its own. You know, once you build a community, if you're in the Midwest, right? So you start having a conversation, you're approachable. Uh, people feel connected to you. Uh, there's nothing like it. We monitor this day in and day out. In fact, in our weekly meeting, Kate, the number one thing we do a ton of content for our clients. But the minute I told somebody this this morning on a on a, just on a uh, a web call, I said the minute you engage with us. It's going to change your world. I said, you don't have to do but a couple of minutes a week. (laughs) You tell us what your tolerance is. We put a map together and tell you what to do when. We make it so easy, and we make it just a few clicks. And the minute you join us, the whole world changes. And that's the game changer. That's why we continue to do coaching and training. He goes, well, you do coaching and training. I know. I was in that business you know be so you can so you can uh generate business from that well you know some of that's true yeah we do get a lot of business from doing it but my parents were teachers i love coaching and training and i do love the reward of people learning but i'm telling you it's like it's like it's it's constantly generates new content it's fresh it's cool I love people learning. Is everybody learning today? Can everybody just chime in and make us feel heard and seen and say, I'm learning so much from you guys, or maybe you're not. And then tell us that too, and we'll change things. But the <laughs> idea here is that we, we is that about as authentic as it gets, Kate, right? Definitely. So, so um, but anyway, UGC is the way to go. So make sure you're doing that. So thanks, Brett. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, chatbots. What the hell is this? Jackson. so
2: uh yeah so
0: chatbots now i feel like it's like that movie irobot or something
2: <laughs> yeah so chatbots are really cool because you know let's say you want to send out uh messages to like your uh your linkedin network okay so let's say you have you know some good
0: learning as always
2: you're like dean and you have over ten thousand connections and those 10,000 connections, you can put in search parameters and, you know, for some of these and you just put in those search parameters, it'll find the people in your network. Uh, you can, you know, be like, I want to message these people in my network, you know, uh, let's say event uh, uh, event marketers, thing, yeah, event planners, event marketers, things like that and then you know this is the message i want it to send to them and then it'll sit there and it'll go through and send all of them uh those messages but that's the thing is it's like you don't have to sit there and type out each message or even copy and paste each each message and you know it really it cuts down time because you know you're putting the information in once and then it handles it from there it's basically just like an automating system so this right. is a uh, very cool and uh, very easy way to send messages through Facebook, Insta, uh, Instagram, Twitter. There's tons of them out is there. This
0: different. I know Joe's on on the line too, but is this different from uh, is this different from the website chat things that we see? So this is more chat bots in social media where they're more. Automated, and I know we use some different tools and things like that, but our interface, you can use the mobile app, you can serve sort of email marketing through chat to your social network. Is that how I understand yeah. it? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So if you've gone to any like Facebook pages recently, you might have noticed that a lot of people are enacting even just like the the general, the base level, where as soon as you click on a page, it's like, do you want to send us some, there's like a message that pops up. Do you want to send us a message? Do You want to check out ours? Do you have any questions? And you can kind of customize it. So um, people are using it to do some like social media listening, to talk to their customer base a little more um, personally, stuff like that
0: holy smokes can you believe we're out of time already so everybody what's uh well first of all before we close out here i'm wondering who's gonna win so hopefully you've typed in but type in the one thing so we covered just really quick rapid fire here holy smokes don't get dizzy <laughs> social listening are you going to do some different social listening or are you going to do augmented reality a.r. are you going to to do more about your micro influence in the world do a little streaming video and then create some user-generated content out of that streaming video Uh, a little direct messaging having direct conversations or using chatbots to put a little more automation behind it what's the one thing you're going to do differently going forward from this webcast or listening to this podcast from this moment if you're live with us type that in right now cuz you still have a chance to win. <laughs> All right. Kate, what about you did you always learn something new too out of this, right?
1: Yeah, always. Um, I think that's just kind of like a reminder as you're looking into the into the future. But I'm definitely interested in learning more about augmented reality just from a perspective of knowing what I'm talking about when I look when I like read it. Because sometimes you have to remind yourself, even when you read an article, of like what is that? So I'm really interested to see where that goes next and how social jet can use it.
0: Oh, Kate, I'm sorry, I forgot about your specialty. Oh. Ephemeral content.
1: Ephemeral content. So, ephemeral content is content that goes away eventually. So, these are the um, Snapchat stories, the Instagram stories, and a lot of people say it's the strongest and the weakest part of their social media strategy, and they don't really know how to use it. So, in my, in my opinion expert opinion as dean said um this is the best content to use that's the humanizing content it's the what you're doing it's the when i bring the camera in and i snapchat story the interns and how hard they're working or that they're decorating the office for christmas stuff like that it's a great way to humanize the brand and then if you're not so sure about it it disappears
0: and do you know the neuroscience behind that why it works
1: has to do with the fact that we have you know the attention span of goldfish right no it's it's oh.
0: called loss aversion how many people know about loss aversion that's why gambling is so popular because mm-hmm. if you put the coin in it's going to hit in that moment right so we don't want to lose the opportunity so the story in Snapchat is so addictive because it's like you if you don't catch it in the moment it's going to be gone with us. So appreciate that. Huh? I'll yeah, have to bring some like of our PhDs like, on for that conversation. Yeah.
1: It's like when my friends are like, Did you see so and so Snapchat story? And I'm like, No. What was on it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> loss
1: <laughs> loss
0: aversion. How many people on with us know about the psychology of loss aversion? That's a whole different episode. Ooh, we'll bring one of our doctors on to cover that. Uh, that's also for sales. It works for sales. So, Jackson, bottom line, what did you get out of today's session?
2: uh well you know i uh my favorite one was obviously the streaming because that's the majority of what i do but i really like the augmented reality you know me i love the technology the you know technological advancements running into you know 2019 and seeing where things take us so augmented reality is probably the biggest thing that i'm going to look more into after this uh after this episode so And i
0: don't need special glasses for augmented reality right i can do it without
1: Nice you track. augment your own reality daily. <laughs> <laughs> True that.
0: <laughs> I know. What are you guys going to Couldn't
1: do? pass up that joke.
0: <laughs> I know. All right, Kate, our guest next week. Who is this?
1: Yeah, Ronnie Swice is the CEO of Attic Salt and a keynote speaker. He's going to tell us about some personal branding from company standpoints. He's got a lot to say, and we're really excited to have him on.
0: Yeah, and we're sorry you we didn't have a machine and uh, drive we get rescheduled along with Matt Damon and some other folks that are coming up that uh, just couldn't make it through today's traffic in LA, and that's just the way it works sometimes. You get on the, you get get out of that LAX, you just can't get anywhere, and you can't get to the podcast. So we'll figure all that out for the next episode. Uh, and don't forget, you know, as we tweet your questions, right? So. You know, we love when you tweet with us because it gets you in front of our network and it shows you as a thought leader as you converse with us. So please hit us on all channels. And remember, if you do want to learn more about Influencer Development Program at the same time, that's our public service. To become an influencer, you can either take the training by just jumping on socialjack.com and join in the membership there and you can take all the training you can consume. Or we have a 90-day sprint program where we take you from zero to hero or wherever you're at to wherever you want to go in 90 days. And you come in the door. We build your story, build your network, build your social media, coach you, train you. And then we we put you out there and you're a rock star. So in 90 days from soup to nuts, I think they say, or something like that. Kate, do you have a saying for that? Because I sure don't.
1: I, I would just say. Start to launch. That's what I always say. But start
0: to launch. I love. I don't it. know so about we'll...
1: soups or anything like that. That was yeah. over my head. <laughs> I think soup to nuts.
0: Where the heck did that? Co- where did that come from? Does anybody know the origin of that? I don't know. So anyway, if you do want to follow uh, Michelle, and then she will be back on with us. There's her handle. But we always encourage you to connect to us individually. And so Jackson to allow people to engage engagement winner for our Starbucks gift card.
2: Yes, we have Barry Goodman.
0: Look up the front door. Barry doesn't drink coffee. He said, give it to me. (laughs) Barry, congratulations for being the most engaged. And he says, complicated, right? He goes, he doesn't quite know. Step up his engagement and understand possibilities. You're never too old to learn. That's what he said in there. That's what he meant to say. He goes, tell the story. Yeah, just keep telling the story, man. We all have a great story. So hopefully each and every one of you learned a ton as we did. Um, So thank you for being on. And this was totally uh, we had to switch that. (laughs) He said, does Starbucks sell scotch or whiskey? The gift card's not that big. So (laughs) (laughs) but congratulations for winning. Everybody's congratulate Barry. Yay. Anyway, with Social Jack and and the Influence Factory, you always win because you learn something new to develop your influence. And we'll send out a a post email here with all the links. So watch your inbox or if it falls into spam, make sure you whitelist it and get it out of the junk and put it into the mainstream because you always learn something. And we invite you to share this with your people, with your team. So make sure you do that. Mm -hmm. And those of you that are signed up for the class, that starts tomorrow already, doesn't it? social mm-hmm. yep. selling class.
1: So, I think we have right. a few spots left. So if you still want to get in, let us know. All right. You
0: can always squeeze one or two more in and it's all virtual mm-hmm. anytime and it's all recorded.
1: Absolutely. All right, everybody
0: from all of us here to all of you out there, we will see you online with your magical influence. Take care.
1: <laughs> Bye. Bye.